last week on Simplify. I've always wanted to have a cool voice like that. Last week on Simplify, we watched as one winded, wearied, but excited shepherd led 99 and carried one sheep into town. You could hear him exult from a furlong away. Hey, guys, this little guy was lost in the woods. I, I thought he was a goner, but I went after him. I looked for him. I found him. Rejoice with me as soon as I catch my breath. Come on, guys. Shut your books. Open your doors. Bring the Dr. Pepper with cream soda, the good stuff. Let's get into the streets and celebrate. When God brings lost sheep back home, we dance, we celebrate, we rejoice, we let the world know God is still the Redeemer because one lost sheep came back home. But what do you do when they don't? When the shepherd goes up and down over hill and dale to find one lost sheep, to bring him back home, but the sheep won't come back home, what do you do? Jesus has a story for just such a scenario. It is when a sheep becomes a son. And we'll hear that story right after this. Good day to you, Simplify listeners. You're listening to L.J. Harry. I am your host. And you're listening to Sheep and Sons on Simplify. Luke 15 doesn't end in the pasture. Jesus told two more stories. And the last story begins inside a two-story farmhouse with a rich dad and two soon-to-be-rich sons. One day, Junior came to his dad with a demand that almost made his dad spill his granola flakes. He said, Dad, give me my inheritance. And Dad said, I want to give you your inheritance, and I will give you your inheritance just as soon as I'm gone. And Junior fired back, I want it now. Ouch. You only get one dad, bro. Take it easy. And you're far too young for that much money right now. But dad didn't lecture him. He pushed back from the table, disappeared into the den, and came back minutes later with arms full of bags full of money. His son's eyes grew as big as silver shekels. That last morning at breakfast, his dad hardly spoke a word. What do you say? After breakfast, his younger son went to his room, gathered his things, gave his dad a firm handshake gave his older brother a nod, and walked out the door. The servants working the fields bowed out of respect, but he didn't even look their way. He was so proud. He got to the gate he thought that hemmed him in all these years, and he threw it open. And without one glance back, he let the gate slam behind him, and he marched with his head held high out of sight and out of town. But where's dear old dad? You can't just let him leave. You're his dad. He's your son. Come on, Dad, talk him off the ledge. Convince him to stay. But in Jesus' story, nobody chased him. The dad knew that wouldn't work. The dad knew he needed to come back home on his own. So if he wouldn't learn from Dad, he would have to learn his lessons from life. Within just a few hours, Junior was staying in the plushest hotels, eating at the finest restaurants until there were enough miles between him and home and I see him walking into the first bar he could find in his new hometown. Never bought a drink in his life, but he reached into his pockets, pulled out a handful of cash, laid it on the bar, and bought everyone inside a drink. And the locals realized the new guy's loaded. It didn't take long for him to make friends. Now he had more money and more friends than he could count. He couldn't believe his dad hemmed him in all those years behind that gate, kept him from having all this much fun and all these many friends. 
He treated his newfound friends every night, steak one night, lobster the next, drinks for all his buddies. But one night with a lady on each side of him and friends all around, they ate and drank and laughed and ate and drank and laughed until the check came. And as before, he grabbed the check, reached into this bottomless bag of cash, only to realize he didn't have enough money for this one meal. You ever gone out with somebody who did that to you? He had spent it all. And that's when it would appear his life took a turn for the worse, but actually it didn't. His life actually took a turn toward home. Moms and dads, let me talk to you. If you have children who have left their relationship with God, I know you want them to come back. I know you ache for them to come back. You pray for them to come back. But the same scripture that tells us that God can reach them also tells us sin produces pleasure for a season. Which means your kids may have walked out on God and and they may be having the time of their lives. You can plead with them and reason with them and beg them to come back to God, but if they're still in that season of pleasure, they may not want to come back. Sometimes a sheep becomes a son when you go after them and they don't let you throw them on your shoulders and bring them back to town. Rather, they say, no thanks, I'll stay where I am. What do you do when a sheep becomes a son? Well, this is hard to hear, but you leave them in God's hands and pray for them to come to themselves because the next steps they take might just bring them home. Soon a severe famine ravaged that city, and the one who had more than he could want began to be in one. And that is when the heart of the wayward turned homeward. The wide, wonderful world had become such a cold and lonely world. He headed to the town square where growling stomachs brought a whole group of men together, hoping to find work. And in the morning, a few landowners came looking for strong backs to farm their fields, but he hadn't worked a day in his life. So they left him there and headed off with other hired help. But late that afternoon, one more wagon pulled up, driven by a farmer looking for help to feed his pigs. He looked around for prospects, but only found one. It was our guy. He called out to a thinning prodigal. Well, I guess you'll have to do. Get in, daylight's a-wasting. So he climbed into the wagon as the farmer snapped the reins and the horse broke into a gallop. Then he turned to his new hired hand and said, Listen, I don't need much from you, so don't expect much from me. I need a feed flinger for my hogs. You think you can do that? Yes, yes, sir, I, I can do that. We don't know how long he was flinging husks to hungry hogs, but we do know there was a day he realized, I don't have to do this. I don't have to live this way. One day while sitting among the swine, he came to himself and realized he had all he needed and most of what he wanted at home. But now he was slopping sloppy pigs for pennies a day for a farmer who could not care less if he lived or died. And if he died, the farmer would just replace him at dawn. And that's when he remembered home. He remembered the meals, the laughs, the dad jokes that he tried not to laugh at but did, the birthday parties, the baseball games. He remembered the altar calls and the messages that tugged his heart to draw close to God at those altars. He remembered the night he repented and God forgave him of all his sins and the day God washed his sins away in baptism. What a day that was. And of course, could never forget that one altar call when God filled him with his Holy Spirit for the first time. He knew where he needed to be. He needed to be home. Home. It sounded so good. But home was so far away and so long ago. When he left home, he grinned at every mile marker he passed. As he returned home, he grimaced 
knowing he would have to pass every one of those mile markers to make his way back home. This time, he didn't have enough money to pay a chauffeur. He didn't even have enough for cab fare. And although his dad did not see him for days, his son was already heading toward home. Let me just say this. Just because we don't see them yet doesn't mean they're not on their way. He finally made it to that familiar home. He put his hands on that iron gate that he thought had hemmed him in for so many years. That gate had never felt so safe as he gently opened it up and gently closed it behind him. Starting down the drive toward his father's house, he saw dust stir in the distance. Somebody was running toward him. He, he just knew it was one of the servants telling him that he wasn't welcome here. He had disgraced his dad and brought reproach on his dad's name and farm. And he was about to turn around when he heard his dad call his name. He cried as his winded, wearied, but excited dad wrapped his arms around him and kissed him. And he shed tears all over those filthy, slumped shoulders. His son choked his way through his rehearsed apology, but his dad interrupted him, signaled to the servants who were just starting to catch up with him. He said, you, you go get the finest robe off the rack, and you, you go get my signet ring and put it on his hand, and, and you, you go get sandals and you put them on his feet, and you, you kill that calf we've been fattening up for the last several months, and you cook it like your life depends on it. My son was dead, but he's alive. Look at him. Look at him. He was lost. I knew he was a goner, but look at him. He's found. He was gone. But now he's home. And Jesus made it abundantly clear that there will be joy in heaven and there will be joy on earth when anybody who wandered away, whether they were a sheep or they were a son, there will be joy in heaven, there will be joy on earth when any of them come back home. I am so thankful for the mercy of God. He is so good, he's so merciful. I want to pray for anybody who's wandered away that God would tug on your heart and not let go until you come back home. Whether you're a sheep who accidentally wandered away and don't know how to get back, or you're a son who marched away and don't even care to come back, at least not right now. I want to pray God tugs on your heart and brings you back. And anybody who has been praying for and loving those who have wandered away, I want to pray God would encourage you today to keep loving them, keep praying for them, and keep trusting God can bring them back home. Lord Jesus, I love you. Your mercy is beyond anything we'll ever understand. Thank you, God, for welcoming sheep and sons back home. I pray, Lord, for everybody who's wandered away, please bring them back. Those who are confused right now, don't know what to believe, don't know where to turn, don't know where they are. Those who are lost and don't know their way back, God, please reach for them. Send your church out to minister to them, to reach for them. God, I pray you yourself would draw them back. I pray for those who have marched away and insisted in their own way. I pray you would draw them back, Lord. Reach for them today, God. Help them to see you love them. There's a church family who loves them, cares for their soul, wants to see them right with you. I pray, Lord Jesus, you would work miracles. You would bring people back to you, bring sons and daughters back to their parents and parents back to their sons and daughters and husbands and wives back to each other. I pray, God, whatever you choose to do, however you choose to do it, we trust you. I ask you for miracles. I ask you for mercy. And I know you're good. I thank you today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. I really feel the mercy and the presence of God reaching for somebody. Please don't let this just be another podcast episode that you skip through or you 
go to the next one. But I pray you really let God deal with you and draw you. And parents, brothers, sisters, husbands, wives, whoever, I pray you allow this episode to encourage you to keep reaching and loving for those who have wandered away. Ask God to bring them back. He's going to do it. I believe that with all my corazón. Thank you so much for tuning in to Simplify. I hope this episode's been encouragement to you, a blessing to you, even conviction challenge to you to come back home. Thank you to all those who have picked up a copy of Simplify or 10 Words. Thank you to all those who came to the three book signings, the one at General Conference or Paragraphs or at Apostolic Church. I thank you so much for doing so. If you were not able to come and you would still like a copy of either one of those books, Simplify the Devotional, or 10 Words, a study and practical look at the Ten Commandments, you can pick any either one of those up at PentecostalPublishing.com or you can pick them up on Amazon. Just do a search for 10 Words, L.J. Harry. I noticed on our podcast stats, we have crested 70,000 downloads. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in and sharing Simplify. If you haven't already done it, go ahead and click subscribe so you'll know every time a new episode drops. And speaking of new episodes, I think we're going to go at least one more on this track of the sheep and sons. And we're going to talk this time, kind of flip the script around, and I want to talk directly to the church and talk to us about what our response should be when sheep or sons come back home. That devotion is called The Older Brother, and we're going to learn about that next week. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you, and always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify.